Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across sun, city, cruise, USA, worldwide and camping holidays. Today we're talking about something that gets particularly topical around this time of year, fitness and nutrition. We all know that fitness and nutrition are often tops of people's New Year's resolution lists. Whether you just want to get a bit healthier or a little bit stronger, fitness and how to have a proper balanced diet is something that is often at the forefront of people's minds in the lead up to their sun holidays. So to best advise and give you some good guidance on fitness for your holidays, Stephen and I are joined by Neil Cull, CEO of DLR Leisure, and Dan Downey, fitness manager of DLR Leisure Ballyogan. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome Thank guys. you. Thanks very much for having us. So just um, we want to run down both Neil and Dan, your, your roles in your respective jobs. Okay. Um, well, Neil, first of all, um, I'm currently the CEO of DLR Leisure, which is Dunleary Ratdown Leisure Services. We operate the public facilities in the Dunleary County, ranging from swimming pools, gymnasiums, fitness studios, all weather pitches and a skate park. Um, I'm Dan. Um, I'm the fitness manager in, in Ballyogan. Um, I would have started based uh, in the, the gym and uh, over the years has actually worked up through um, working as a, a gym instructor, swimming teacher, lifeguard into a management role and then uh, overall now we're actually overseeing the full facility. Um, so are there any like current trends in fitness and leisure? I suppose like a lot of other things, the whole fitness industry has been remodeling itself over the past few years. Um, I'm with DLR Leisure over 20 years now and back at that stage, a gym would have been seen as pretty much just bodybuilding, weightlifting and mm. a swimming pool, just mm. a swimming pool. But what we've seen and a lot of it I think is from the people's holiday travels and and seeing what your European destinations do and Australia and America, we've had to move alongside that. Um, so currently the trend seems to be very much along sort of functional training mm. and class group fit exercise. And uh, this is something that we've tried to expand on ourselves, whether it's with very young kids on into teen gym rehabilitation programs and also with, I suppose, the mainstream classes as well. Yeah. What would be kind of the most popular classes of the group fit well, um, nowadays you'll see a, a big demand for the likes of rig training. It, it, there's a, a huge emphasis on community-based activities now. Mm. So mm. it's not just about you know going to a gym, but it's about belonging to a gym and belonging to an, a, an atmosphere and an environment. And yeah. what you'll always find as well is that um, typically gyms can be seen as quite an intimidate, intimidating place to go mm. into. So you kind of go in, and you know you might be you know new to a gym, and you're looking at people that are, are, are training regularly, and you know it's a, it can be a very self conscious uh, environment. Yeah. Whereas now it's actually you know you're coming in, you might be around a lot of people that would be in the similar boat as yourself, mm. and it's all about community and actually involving people in in the exercises together. So you're not just kind of as soon as you come in the door, it's about you know you're in you're now involved in this community. Mm. and develop from from there so they're really really uh, um, popular nowadays very true actually yeah never, mm. never thought of big it classes we see another is spinning has been a consistent one over about 15 years oh, now and it's moved <laughs> as well now into the kind of recovery rehabilitation so yeah. whether it's foam rolling yoga pilates they're yeah. very very popular across the age profiles okay fab yeah I remember the first time I did a spinning class and I was in a gym where you had to go up like 30 steps to get out of it. It took me a good like five to ten minutes to get up the steps. <laughs> My legs were in bits. 
And as, as the as the industry changed, I'm, like, I'm sure it has, but how, how has the industry changed over the years? I personally think now, and looking at I'm 45 years of age, and if I think back and you bring this to the sort of holiday flavour that you're coming across, when we would have been in our 20s or so, you're going away to holiday destinations and it's the party, it's the dance, it's the environment. Mm. We've seen then that follow through, whether the nightclub scene in Dublin, but also if you look at sports shops, they very quickly change to be the loud music, the mirrors, the funky yeah. lights. Mm. And you're carrying that on through into the gyms now and bringing it to that sort of functional range and group fit. Mm. I nearly think of them as it's an adult's playground. And if you look mm. at all particularly the mental health issues that's going yeah. on, mm. people what do you revert back to it's when you were a child it's when you were play mm. so we've seen the modernisation in gyms now to have all the graphics the lights you know the mm. kind of the funky staff the, the classes the choreography and as Dan has alluded to you're getting the social interaction first of all so what we're trying to do is morph the industry into a point where people are coming in and it's your downtime mm. it's something we never forget that we're particularly if you think yourselves you're working in offices all day or in, in travel environments when you get out you want to go and do something which challenges you but you come away re- relaxed refreshed and a feeling of benefit from and this goes back to I mean what do people go on holidays for is the first point mm. you know yeah. so as I say there is a link and, and I do think as that flavour has changed over the 20 years what we've seen from abroad we've taken back here you bring that into the bigger bigger spectrum and you look at what's happening now in the, the sort of parks and landscapes what seasides we're lucky out in Dunleary that we have that but if you see the amount of people that are cycling and running mm. people that are taking part in, in events so 5k's 10k's marathons you know and they add a little bit of travel into that as well because people go abroad now to complete marathons yeah. complete different and try events you know only only last weekend a friend of mine was away with a group to do five days in Lanzarote hmm. I would never have thought of Lanzarote as a training five days it would have been a holiday it's, you know it's but a, it's, a, it's a merger that's coming between the two industries funny, funny you mention Lanzarote because we are in the process and have been building a relationship with a property down in Lanzarote called the Sands Beach in Costa de Guise because mm-hmm. last year we done the, the Lanzarote Marathon in mm-hmm. December we, we sent in December mm-hmm. we sent it's in December and it's great we sent a good few people down and we're, we're building it again already now for next year mm-hmm. and they have um, again we'll, we'll talk a little bit later on about more sort of fitness while on holidays mm-hmm. but they have a load of um, sports facilities down there um, you know football pitches tennis courts uh, and then all the yoga Pilates thing mm-hmm. so that is something that we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little mm-hmm. bit later as well Um so, so, what are different types of fitness? Like, you know, when we like when we're when we're talking, we'll say, you know, if are you match fit for for a football perspective, mm-hmm. are you match fit? You're not match fit. But how many different types of fitness are there? Well, they they're usually broken down into like generalized uh, categories, and it, it all depends on like what your what your fitness goals are as an individual. Right. Um, you could have general fitnesses where um, you are looking to improve your day-to-day living. So we would have people coming into us that have never stepped foot in a gym before in their life and said, you know, I struggle getting up in the morning. You know, I, I find it very hard to get up and get dressed or, yeah. you know, I have to walk three flights of stairs and work and by the time I get up to the stop, <laughs> top of the stairs, I need a break. Mm. You know, so general fitness would definitely be a, a focus point for a lot of people that are actually coming into the gym. And then from that, then you've got people that are looking to improve fitness. So they would be the people that would be looking at improving cardiovascular fitness. So that could be a case of actually looking to improve their 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 abilities, you know, and being able to develop on what they already have. Okay, so run further or run faster, run faster, run further, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And then like th- there's so many different branches uh, today of what people would de- define as their fitness. You know, so you've got like uh, you've got muscle strength and conditioning, which would be 
the the likes of as I said the, the community type of base training and and the the likes of um different types of training re- uh, routines like the likes of CrossFit and this combination between strength work and um cardiovascular uh, vascular work as well yeah. and then you've also got people there that are like like before with the likes of the the strength training and stuff so aesthetics and um and basically just being focused on on lifting heavy weights okay you know? so there, there's loads of different actual um styles of, of fitness and what people would determine as being fit yeah you know, i think one of the big things that's probably come to light is um changing all perspectives on what uh fit and healthy is you know it, it, at one stage in Ireland, people would detain themselves as fit if they didn't have to go to a doctor's. Right. Yeah. So whereas now it's not that case anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, they're saying, okay, you need to improve your your um, standard of of living and your your quality of living. So yeah, you know, that's that's a big thing that's probably come come to light. And the likes of um, the um, programs that like the likes of the six week um, transformations, these are all being very very popular now recently. And then. Um, the likes of the uh, TV-based uh, exercise programs that actually involve uh, people uh, from at home, you know, like these mm. are the type of things that people are all getting involved in. I was just, know, so. I was only thinking that when you, when you were talking there, the operation transformation thing. Yeah, is that like a, do you user in the business? Is that something really good for you, or is it do you not, not look down at, but do you start to think, well, are people only doing this for five weeks or six weeks, whatever it is, or is it it's the better doing it for that and then They'll, keep going or done nothing? I think they're very much sort of calendar points in the year mm. and they've become focal points through TV programming, etc. Um, and really behind all of those programs and they're linking out from Sport Ireland, the key word that they're looking for is participation. Mm. And that's something, I mean, Dan's alluded to there in his last conversation. It's the entry point into exercise. Yeah. You know, mm. and what we're finding is they say, when we've seen it, like we're public gyms, as I've mentioned, public leisure. But private gyms would say the same thing too. Hotel gyms. A lot of people are going in, are going away now. You're trying to get your active retired people involved. You're trying to get people with special needs involved. Right. You're trying to get families to do something together as an exercise-based mm. program. Mm. So where do they get their entry points from that? Okay, And these focal things, I mean, when you say that the marathon might be the first thing that gets people into running. The Bay 10K in Dunleary might be the first thing. The operation transformation. And what they're doing is just trying to get people to take part in some form of participation exercise. Yeah. So to bring that back to your question, are they, are they, are they a helper or, or a hindrance to ourselves? there's something else on the calendar okay. that can maybe increase participation levels. And what we would do, maybe if there's the operation transformation, you'd, you'd find an influx of people coming the weeks before that starts Brilliant. to use the treadmills, get used to walking, might start asking questions in the gym a little bit more about nutrition, what yeah. kind of runners can I wear? So this whole thing about changing the brand awareness of what leisure and fitness is in well, Ireland. That's great, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's really yeah. good. That is great. So obviously we're in the, the holiday business um, and uh, look, how do holidays and fitness mix as in you know the famous beach body um and i do listen to both the lads and the the the, the, <laughs> the girls over in the office going um you, you'll see the difference you'll literally see in parts of february and march people yeah. stop eating you see a lot more salads they in stop the office. going out you see a lot more salads and a lot more um, and people going for avocados their walks at their coming in at lunchtime <laughs> that like that is a big thing uh, isn't it it is and unfortunately i think that that's ireland that's mm. the way we've kind of been reared and we're trying to change this sort of generational perspective that going on holidays getting married competing in an event you shouldn't dramatically have to alter your lifestyle mm. for a period of months beforehand um to link it to yourselves with the, with the holidays some of the very popular questions that we get asked and frequent questions in the leisure centers 
start of the year, I want the kids to learn to swim because we're going on holidays. Or you go to the other extreme and you get a lot of grandparents. We need to learn how to swim because we're going away with the grandkids. Yeah, okay. So that's where a lot of the entry points for swimming comes from is, is that basic need of we're going away. Mm. Okay. From the fitness perspectives, yes, of course, people will want to either slim down or bulk up to look better on the <laughs> holiday. But why put yourself through a sort of a six, eight, ten week when it's more a lifestyle change to be consistent over a year? Yeah, it's something I, sustainable. It is. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's, it is really important. But it, I think it is great the way the two industries, the travel and, and your, yourselves mix. Um, so... So we we think it's a, it's it's a good idea to to do it, but it's a better idea to keep it up. Yeah, a overall lifestyle, lifestyle yeah. change, a complete lifestyle change. So rather than starting a fitness or a healthy eating regime a couple of weeks before a holiday, you know, would you recommend people? How how would you recommend people go about that? Changing changing the whole regime of nutrition mm-hmm. and fitness. I'd recommend that that firstly people sort of stop and take a pause mm. and decide what's the overall objective that they're looking for, okay? And to most people nowadays, when we, we see what, what's going on around the world, most people want to enhance their life and have a healthier lifestyle, okay? So make a decision what's your start date going to be. And it's not necessarily January the 1st. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use that as an example. For the six weeks prior to January the 1st, it's excess to everything. <laughs> and then change, bang, January the 1st, we, ch- we stop, Okay. You think of that when you bring it to the sort of the holiday mode. Mm. You have this holiday heart or healthy heart, okay? Yeah. What happens when you go on holidays? You binge up, you go out yeah. more, you're up, your sleeping patterns are changed, mm. okay? So all of those are just periods within a, a, a year. Pick a starting point that you can say, okay, tomorrow, next week is my start point and this is how I'm going to go about it. And have a flavor across rest, have it across training, have it across nutrition. Okay, and then all you're looking to do is see can it be sustainable over a longer period? Because to be fair to any any health benefit, it's over a sustained period Mm. of time. It's not just that quick fix. But I think what's changed there, we say we eat eat healthy, look at lifestyles. Mm. Ireland has morphed from being this kind of nine to five, Monday to Friday. It's now a seven day, seven day country, Mm. 24 hours. So everybody's eating patterns, breakfast, lunch, dinner are completely different. Mm. You know, and I think that's important. Dan can talk a little bit about nutrition. But yeah. the, the the whole holiday heart condition thing, mm. we only heard this last week. We're talking to Peter in the office, and he said there is actually a condition that doctors call holiday heart mm. when people when someone comes back from from holidays. That's a technical name for binging. Binging, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, mm. so they literally just mm. overindulge in mm. um, food, and, and look, we know people are on the holidays. They're going to they're going to you know enjoy themselves. Mm. Is there is there any way of apart from you know, self-control. Is there any way of... Um, Making healthier choices. Yeah, while, while you're away or, you know, is it recommended that if, you, if you're, you know, go out for runs because you're in the temperatures. As a rule, you're going to be going to, to warm climates. That's, mm. the, that's the idea of getting most of the time getting away from, from Ireland. Um, so is it, you know, if you do that, go out for a run or something like that? Yeah, well, um, I can elaborate a little bit on that for you. Yeah. Um, working, at, working as um, a gym instructor and a personal trainer, and seeing the developing trends from what people would do will quite quite similar to what you just talked about there about you know picking a time frame before a holiday and going right well you know I I, I want to look look my best or I want to feel comfortable when I go, and what we've actually started suggesting to people is that try and break the mold in regards to rather than focus on like what you said about the under six weeks or the eight weeks before the holiday and then two days into the holiday then everything is 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 gone you know and then. When you come back from holidays, it's like most people are like, oh, you know, 
I give it a week and then I get back to my training and then six months later they're still going, you know what, I'll wait the next Monday. You know? yeah. so it's, it's constantly being put in the long finger. Whereas now, like we actually work with clients about building in routines that they can actually carry on while they're on holidays. Brilliant. You know, because like as I said, um, I'm sure you've all been in situations where you know you go in, you do a training, and you actually probably feel your best the day before you go on holidays. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. looking forward to your holiday. You're you're in your best physical condition. You're in your best mental state because work is behind you and holiday is coming. So yeah. after a day or two on holidays, then the whole training's gone. You're back to feeling frumpy, and then the rest <laughs> of the holiday is like ah, you know, it's it's, your it's, it's behind me. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I just have to try and make the best of it now. Whereas even through my own personal training, like when when I'm on holidays. Me and my other half, we look at, um, is there a local gym around us? Are we going to a, ho- a hotel with a gym? And then we, we just walk it into our routine. Mm. And what I actually find is, is that I enjoy the drink that I have in the evening time or the yeah. the, the food that I have because you I've did got this something. routine. Yeah. And it means then four, five, six days into the ho- holiday, I still feel as good as I did on day one because I've got that routine. And if anything, I probably feel better because I've held the routine, you know, I've held yeah. that mm. um, the exercise pattern. So and it's less of a shock I to think the system. That, I when think you go that, to the gym that a lot would be dictated yeah. as well by the choice of where people are going to stay or yeah. you know what accommodation they mm. book, what country they book. And mm. I've certainly noticed myself over the last few years that you'll have these. We, we grew up, as I say, watching the Germans get up and get the towels. Mm. We didn't look at what they did after that. <laughs> now we're watching people. No, but now we're getting. We're watching people get up and they're swimming laps of the pool yeah. or they're sea swimming or they're using the gyms in the in the facilities yeah. that they're staying in. So again, consciously, the, the design of accommodation standard has changed. So they're mm. providing leisure and fitness and that's not to say like I mean there might be other people that will train religiously during the year and their holidays is their recovery recuperation time so they don't necessarily need a facility that that has a gym but it's about that it's that initial conscious decision that I want to make a change for a healthier lifestyle Mm. I mean going back historically into the 80s how Ireland made that first move and how we ended up with extra swimming pools was Board Falcha had grants out so if if hotels had X amount of bedrooms you got a leisure centre Okay. okay, so uh, le- certain leisure, se- certain hotels were more interested in the 10 bedrooms, mm. but we have to get the leisure centre as well. Okay, mm. what happens then was the leisure centre wasn't experience managed through leisure. Okay, and so and some of them then flipped to becoming private hotel leisure clubs and you might get a few hotel guests as well. Okay, so as I say, that's 20, 30 years ago. Come forward now, you have a lot of private operators in, in Ireland now. Dan's mentioned a few of the sort of mm. the functional training, fly fit, etc. You know, and then you've got on the other extreme, you've got kind of private clubs. Mm. And then you've got obviously public providers, which are trying to just encourage people in from a, a participation, first of all. Um, but it's all been this kind of subconscious 20 year change of participation, participation. Mm. But I think like as, as regards accommodation in, in most resorts and most hotels nowadays will have a gym of some sort. Mm. We're just back from a fam trip down in Greece mm. and even some of the three star um, self catering properties that, you know, we went would have went on holidays 15, mm. 20 years ago. They would have had a room, they would have had a pool area and would have had a bar. Mm. But all of these places now, li- nearly nearly every three star and four star and five star property we looked at in Greece, um, all had a gym of some sort. Mm. Even if there was a great three star property we looked at, and they were literally there were there was one area where people were doing a lot of mm. stretching, Pilates going on here, a great gym, and this is mm. just a, mm. a three star. So I think it is it is important for for their clients when they're when they're going away is if they're into fitness, which hopefully they are. Most people nowadays, most people in some way nowadays, I think, are, and it's that they you know they ask us about. Is there a gym there, or or if not, and if they're interested and they want it, and it is helpful, well then book somewhere. It's not mm. going to cost like you don't have to go to a five star luxury hotel no. 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 to get a gym these days. 
and, and, and stay fit. And the, the, the food in all these hotels as well has really improved. So, you know, the nutrition, and they're all healthy, they'll that, all have that, salads. That's back to what I say, though. It's, it's as Irish people go abroad and see the standard of what's food, what's healthy food, what's mm. leisure facilities, we're bringing that back and expecting yeah. it in Ireland, okay? Yeah. And that's what I think is fundamental over the last 15 years, that Celtic Tiger, while you had your Ryanair or your flights away or your weeks away, you know, you were seeing and you wanted to see it in your own country. Okay. Yeah. But think, Just interesting when you talk there about about away and two two free tips for your own uh, your own clients. If they're away um, and the swimming pools in the in complexes, you'll often see that they have like six o'clock, seven o'clock closed, mm. and everybody clears. And you'll see somebody arrive then with a bucket and throw it into the pool. And if you're lucky enough to be on a high floor, you'll see the pool water change colour. Mm. Okay. That's their shock dosing with chlorine. Now that's not technically the right way. Okay. <laughs> so it is a it is a point for people to be aware of. Just because there's a pool in a complex, yeah. don't automatically assume that there's experienced leisure people managing the plant behind mm. that. Yeah. Um the second one is as well, if if don't be afraid to ask if you see people working on the sides, what are the the chemical readings in that swimming pool? Yeah. Mm. Because a very common thing is that you'll get particularly with young kids, you know, sore throats, sore ears. And a lot of it can be down to what's happening in the swimming pool. Really? So yeah. it's not wrong to ask at the reception, what are the chemical readings, you know? And if you see people throwing buckets of substances mm. into the pool five minutes after it's closed, it's probably worth asking with management what's going on there question, too. Mm. Question them. Yeah. I remember being in a hotel in Tenerife when I was really small and it was, you couldn't even see through the water mm. when you put your head under. It was that oh, murky. Not good. Yeah, it was not good. And mm. it stunk of chlorine. Mm. Okay, yeah. That, so, yeah, I'm not That doesn't surprised. sound good now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I'm not surprised why you'd want to know about the mm. amount of chemical being put into it. So, look, just talking about how things have moved on vastly by the, by the sound of it, um, any sort of new innovative devices or uh, aids that can help people get fit? I think that the last three or four years, certainly with technology, what's come into the country and whether it's people with the, the Fitbits, the Garmins, etc., you know, people out running and making their own measurements. Um, there's any amount of tools or apps that are available for mm. recording basic things, whether it's steps or, you know, calories, etc. Um, our, ourselves, actually, we partnered up with an English company, Watches Get Fit, in the last few months, which is, it's a little Vivoki device, which, um, you know, we're trying to bring it for kids into participation. So if they're doing sports days or if they're doing active classes with their school, they can take it for a day or a week and it's tracking things like heart rate, rest in time, steps taken, calories. So I, this is a huge volume. Um, of, of opportunity I suppose for people to collate data and what's more important than the data you can get in relation to your own body mm. Yeah, I was up at that presentation in Ballyogan mm. um, for the Watchers Get Fit mm. and I never realised it sounded amazing the presentation the lad's done was unbelievable and mm. it, it really as you said earlier Dan it was mm. all community mm. it was getting involved it was you know having your friends having your family having your partner mm. whatever it is doing it well, I think again it's, it's trying to crack that kind of participation nut and that you know, you think of sports days, everybody's focused on first, second, third. Uh, what we're trying to do is encourage everybody that, look, it's important that you understand what you've achieved within your own body, mm. okay, and take recognition for that. And if you can then track from there that, you know, week one I did X, week week two I did Y, okay, all we're trying to do is get people to be a little bit more aware. And this isn't something from certainly DLR Leisure's point of view that's of any financial benefit to us. Mm. What we're just trying to say, we believe the financial benefit will come in the long term when people actually understand that, look, these facilities are here for me to have a life journeys on to take part in exercise. Yeah, I mean, ye are the community. Mm. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you aren't the you mm. aren't mm. the community so mm. it is important that these sort of things come in. You mm. don't even charge them, I don't think mm. it is. No. no. So there you go. 
And just, you mentioned nutrition earlier, mm. and I know obviously not to overeat is kind of the main message, but like what kind of tips could you give around nutrition for people? Like they're leading up to holidays or on holidays when they come home. Okay, so a, a big thing, I think, like, like Neil would have touched on earlier, about the time frames to the when people kind of jump into, you know, addressing what they need to do before going on holidays. And one of the big things is, is that if you make any sudden changes to your body, it doesn't give it time to acclimatize. So in other words, you'll get people say, right, you know, I'm I'm gonna cut carbs out completely a couple of weeks and or they go crazy with the cardio and they're trying to train and train and train and train. And what happens there is, is that your body realizes that there's a change in your normal routine and it goes, There's something up here. Okay. There's something has changed. And what happens is you go into like a shock factor. And this is something that comes from a lot of um, trend diets. Yeah. Is that, you know, you go into a huge calorie deficit and your body goes into emergency mode and it starts using up all its reserves. So body fat in this case. And what happens is from the outside, you look at it and you go, do you know, I'm losing weight. This is working. It's great. But your body's going, there's something wrong, there's something wrong, there's something wrong. Mm. Keep, keep using these calories. We, we need to keep going. And then what happens there then is, is that when you start to regain a regular routine again your body goes okay we need to prepare in case that happens again so what happens is you'll often find it before Christmas before holidays you're in your best best condition technically yeah so you go on holidays you look great and all of a sudden you come back from two weeks and you've piled on more weight than you would have if if you hadn't done anything before the okay. holiday mm-hmm. so what your body's actually doing there is it's stockpiling it's going we just have to go through something drastic <laughs> there and we have to be prepared in case that happens again that's so fascinating. The longer the longer time frame you give yourself to prepare for going on holidays and mm-hmm. prepare for keeping a, a more regular routine, yeah. mm-hmm. the more sustainable it is for keeping. Because what happens there is, it's like, it, like we would we would talk to people on a regular basis about when they're addressing their diet. If you're in a surplus, so if you're over consuming calories, um, say more than five hundred calories to what you've actually need. The first step isn't to go right get rid of the five hundred calories. It's go okay. What we're gonna do is we're gonna reduce by. 10% of that mm. okay. and then after 4 to 6 weeks we're going to reduce by another 10% so what you're doing is you're letting your body acclimatize you're letting your body mm. adapt and say okay well, we don't need that 10% that's fine mm. so we're just going to keep going so it's it's not about shock shocking mm. the body into reacting you know and then the thing is the longer your body is given and the more it adapts the less likely it is to to um, recirculate back to a position where you're starting it all over again. It, it, it makes sense when you think about it, but I certainly wouldn't have thought about it that yeah, way. Yeah, no, definitely it, it, makes sense. That, that, is, that is fascinating. That is the other huge one with nutrition, obviously, is the whole hydration. The fact mm. that when you're in different country, acclimatizing and temperatures, you know, and then, as you say, the, the alcohol can kick into gear as well. But it, it's also important that doing any form of exercise while you're away, whatever hydration levels you have over here, mm. remember the alcohol intake that's coming in and remember the exercise that you're doing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Probably the easiest change to make rather than looking at diet is that people just remember to, to hydrate. Yeah, yeah, drink lots of water. Mm. That's that's brilliant. brilliant. What that's one one I'm gonna throw one at you now that I didn't warn you about, but uh <laughs> favourite because we we normally do ask our guests this favourite holiday destination. <laughs> Brazil. Brazil. That was very quick. Yeah. <laughs> Honeymoon was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go in Brazil? Where didn't I go? Um, yeah, covered a lot of it, but sort of Rio and Buzius were the two that would have been stand out. Yeah, um, right. And even linking that back to this whole conversation, it was, I'm not going to say how long I'm married now, but it was certainly <laughs> one of the years where I realised the, the outdoor living, exercise on the beach, participation, people coming out of the offices, walking mm. to the beach, surfboards, swimming, volleyball, football, you know, and just realised how far behind we were. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I have two. I have two locations. Um, the Canary Islands is always a, a, a great bet for me. I absolutely love the place. I think, like, you go, again, it's 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 very tailored to what I enjoy doing on holidays. So, yeah. like, being active, um, good food, great weather, and, uh, like, always always very welcoming, you know, so it, it's always a, a safe bet. But um, I also love to ski, and um, I think Westendorf in Austria was probably a, a favourite of mine. A bit more so as well. Funny about um, um, like life goals and stuff. Um, I last year brought my other half skiing in in January and um proposed. Oh, really? oh so uh, but it, it, I'd been skiing before and I loved it. And it was our first time, so you know it was it was doubly special in the case you know this you get to experience that side of a, a holiday as well as everything yeah. else where about so. in the canaries do you go lanzarote grand canaria uh, lanzarote ma- majority lanzarote okay. and um yeah it's it's fantastic and they're part of el carmen and stuff like it's it's it, great because it's winter it's a winter destination as well so yeah. that's actually you know we get a, there a lot of football teams mm. um actually gaelic teams a lot mm. a lot of sports teams in general mm. go away for their their winter training mm. and the canary islands are usually their favorite destination to go mm. first of all because it's close um, and secondly, because it's it's winter, so mm. an awful like, they go down there for a, you know warmer yeah. training camp yeah. and uh, make the most because an awful lot of properties down there have facilities, you know, tennis yeah. courts, proper gyms, and you know. Yeah, well, two examples, two examples out sort of outside in close to us now. There's a there's a company that do uh, retreats, um, mm. sort of yoga, strength and conditioning yeah. retreats, um, a couple of times a year. And then there's also, as I say, the triathlon clubs, and both of them seem to branch as Lanzarote as their destination. Yeah, there's a big, mm. big triathlon. That that seems to be really popular these days, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Really popular. Um, well, I don't think that's just about it. Yeah, no, that was really interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to feel guilty now going back to my lunch. That's <laughs> 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 no, not too bad today. It's not too All bad. right, I was in the gym yesterday. Oh, I have yeah. no guilt. <laughs> no I'll be in the gym this afternoon. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, guys. Really fascinating. Thank no you. problem Cheers. at all. Thanks for thanks. having us. That's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Thanks to Neil, Dan and Stephen. And as always, thank you for listening. Stephen and I hope you've been enjoying the podcast and the destinations and topics that we've been covering. If you have any questions or suggestions, drop us an email at podcast at clickandgo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode and all our previous episodes, please subscribe, rate it or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share it and spread the word. If you have a minute to spare, we have a short and sweet survey about the podcast that, as Stephen and I would like to make it as enjoyable as possible. The link for this is in the episode notes. Next week, we'll have a special report from Stephen, who was down in Halkadiki on a familiarisation trip. So until then, goodbye.